right, we're back. We're back. Uh, before we get started, I want to address the name change, the prompt name change that came about to the podcast. So, yeah, I changed it to Lateralibus from Kaleidoscope, who previously known as Kaleidoscope, obviously, for quite some time, over a year. Uh, I changed it because there are too many variations of the podcast name Kaleidoscope. You know, we are later on in the search results, and I don't want there to be any confusion or obviously any kind of legal ramifications or mix-ups or any shit like that as time goes on. So figured I would come up with something that is uh, more individualistic and uh, unique to avoid any of these issues. So, yeah, renamed it Lateralibus, which... Fun fact is a poem in the book that I wrote, which I have plugged numerous times and am about to again, Raw, on Amazon. Uh, There's a link to it in the description of the podcast. But yeah, and also, other side fun fact is uh, that the art for the podcast is actually the illustration to that poem. So it's a direct reference to it anyway, so I thought it was quite befitting if I were going to rename it, that I rename it that. And it's a nice little Easter egg for those of you who want to get the book. But anyway, yeah, we are now henceforth known as Lateralibus. Yeah, I, I just hope you don't sue us through your own podcast for using your own copyright material. <laughs> I can, yeah, that's true. I got to watch out for that. I got to watch out for myself. I can't trust myself. Have you seen that fucking meme of <laughs> yeah, that guy? But- yeah. That fucking guy with the gun. He's got a yeah. fucking gun to his own head. Yeah. Can't even trust yourself. You can't even trust yourself. Oh, fuck. That was gold. That was fucking great. Anyway. Yes. So anyway. Be, next time it's going to be you, but instead with a copyright claim instead of a, a gun. Right. Uh, I had to turn my AC off. This shit is loud. Don't want disturbances. So we're going to weave it up. Uh, tonight we're gonna talk about fucking anime. Yeah, weebamania. We're going Weeba full weeb. Mm-hmm. Well, let me be more uh, specific. You're going full weeb. I'm just listening. And uh, as and we're gonna go ahead and uh, clarify here. I know next to nothing about anime. So if you, I feel like this uh, this podcast will have something for for both people here, which is. The person coming into this who maybe knows a great deal about anime could obviously relate a lot to your knowledge on the topic. And, of course, people such as myself who know absolutely fucking nothing whatsoever, but perhaps may have some passing interest in some things. And as you already know, my wife fucking loves certain animes and mangas and shit. She goes full weeb Full nerd for some of that shit. Hell, maybe we should have gotten her in here instead. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. She loves fairy tale. She fucking loves that show. She obsesses over it. She reads the little manga every Sunday and shit. And apparently she traumatized you by explaining the story of it. Oh my god. It's the worst however many minutes. At a certain point, I just blacked out. You know, she just came in there and she just went the fuck off. I've never seen her so... It's like she just went... It's like she just fucking sandblasted coke off a hooker's ass before she went on that tangent. I've never in my life seen her just get so amp. And I I just made it worse by asking her more questions. Oh, yeah, you fucking egged it on. Thanks a lot, you piece of shit. 
It was on purpose. I love I love mm. seeing your expressions. Oh my god, it was awful. It was awful. The the immense wealth of knowledge that that woman has on that fucking anime is is frightening. Frankly, it's frightening. Yeah. And you still you still said I do. I did. And dear fucking god, as I said before we started, I still have nightmares <laughs> of the fucking rant. I recorded it. I remember I recorded it. And then showed it back to her to show her how fucking utterly insane she is. It did nothing to her. She felt no shame whatsoever. <laughs> but in revenge, you know, this is why I have my dog, Severus, also watch Fairy Tale. He watches this fucking show. And for those of you who don't know, Fairy Tale, and this is again coming from a complete uh, fucking novice on the subject, is this really like over the top, cutesy anime about like. Nothing bad hardly ever happens, and everybody's happy, and, you know, it's it's just like a guilty pleasure, I suppose. And uh, this fucking show, she loves it, and my dog, his persona is that of somewhat of a dim-witted asshole. I know this is sort yeah. of a sidebar. His, maybe, his, we his... Get, maybe we should get Seb involved here. Let's oh, bring gosh. him in so, uh, so we can get his thoughts on this. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll have some thoughts on that shit, so... She'll watch the show. So basically the routine is an episode will come out when it was airing or whatever. She'll she'll watch it. And, you know, she's super into it. And he'll be sitting with her. I'll come in the room and just cause fucking trouble. And his voice is like, his voice is so obnoxious and just fucking moronic. He talks, like, this is how he sounds. He's, hey, what you doing? Hey, Bob, Bob, hey, Bob. What is this show? I don't like it. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. And so basically, the whole shtick is that everything she loves, he fucking hates it. Everything she hates, he loves it. He just, they're constantly at odds. They, they totally like separate things. So, he, you know, he'll say, uh, you know, they'll watch it. I'll walk in as an episode's ending or something, right? She watches it. She'll rewatch the episodes and shit. And he'll say, hey, Bob, what did you think of that episode? Did you like it? And then, you know, she'll say, oh, yeah, you know, it was one of my favorite episodes. I really like this part where Natsu does like a fucking triple backflip and ninja kick somebody or whatever. Um, ninja kick. Fucking ninja kick. You got to throw your ninja stars. Have you seen that shit? Diamond Dave. Judy chop. You Judy chop. Don't go ninja chop. Or it's like, don't go Judy chopping. Don't. What is it? Don't go ninja chopping. Don't go ninja something when you shouldn't be ninja. Like, don't be Judy chopping people who don't need to be Judy chopping. I yeah, I just that. would leave it to him. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave is a bad motherfucker. Anyway. Uh, He's a Bruce Lee. He fucking... He would absolutely starch Bruce Lee. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, Bruce Lee. <laughs> you know, actually, you know, Bruce Lee, that's why he died. Like he Nah, died yeah. Just... Diamond Dave went back in time and fucking Judy chopped that motherfucker. <laughs> He Judy chopped yeah, into, but it was so into... embarrassing for him that people edit his fucking wiki to, you know, say that bullshit that he got shot or whatever on set. Whatever that the fuck he died. Oh, that's, yeah, that was his son, Brandon Lee. Yeah, The Crow. That movie's up. awesome. Yeah, that's was... fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. But that movie was sick, dude. Fuck, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, but he'll say, she'll say, yeah, you know, it's my favorite episode, whatever. He's, what did you think, Seven? He's I just, I fucking hate it. It's stupid. And, you know, I just don't like it. It's just so unrealistic. And blah, 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 blah. You know, like the dumbest fucking complaint 
the most like nitpicking bullshit ever. And then she'll watch something and she hates this arc or this character, like Griffith. I uh, know one thing. No, that's fucking Berserk. That show, that one Berserk, that really like fucked up, demented show. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit, probably. But yeah, like he he just fucking hates everything. He's an asshole. He's a fucking prick. That's his persona. That's his. Where the fuck well, is he's asleep behind me, little bastard? Although I do like his play by play commentary during the fight scenes. Oh my god, they're fucking intense, dude. He's oh god, it's fucking. Look at that! Oh my god, it did like, wow, wow. That's just fucking over and over. Yeah, but anyway, I don't truly. Talk. He's truly your son. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love the little guy. He's fucking behind me right now, sleeping, probably plotting, thinking of more fucked up things to say. Uh, but the best part of all is that she gets mad at him. Like I think she's so wrapped up in his shit talk that she forgets that a human being is behind it. <laughs> anyway, this is such a dick. You're horrible. Well, you're, you're allow you're that allow your precious you you're you're allowing your precious little boy to take the fall for you. This is a fucking prick. He pisses on stuff. Whatever. I mean, I love the guy, but any, anyway, it's not about that. It's people fucking bored to death here about my shitty dog. Uh, if you say so, we don't know. Uh, Leave in the comments if you hate hearing him about his dog. He's. I mean, he's fucking adorable, but. You know, the marking. I just want to rip his dick off and beat him with his tiny fucking leg. You already uh, chopped his dick, his nuts off. Yeah, I guess I did do that. Maybe that's why he marks. He's fucking sick of it. <laughs> I fuck you. I mean, I guess I'd be pissed too if somebody chopped my nuts off. But anyway, yeah. Anime, weeb shit. So All right. open, the floor is open. You, you go right ahead. This is your uh, expertise. All right, so... Anime is definitely like one of the prime examples of uh, Japanese culture. Like, you know, you can actually see a lot of what is Japan through their animations because a lot of it tends to either focus on their history or or kind of like how they personally live their society by. And like, I know a lot of people sometimes take issues with how perverted they can be with their animes, but it's just kind of like an expression of their of how, like, uh, pretty much, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Well, because the people there are just so so stringent and and set in their moral values that, you know, they kind of, like, let, like to let loose through that. Uh, so, like, what do you want to know about, about it, though? Well, you know, like, for example, uh, it's obviously a big part of Japanese culture, but it's also pervaded everywhere. It's It's... Pop, I mean, it was, you know, it was popular when I was a kid, too, Dragon Ball Z. You know, there are a couple that people really knew about that are pretty obvious. But then I think most of us sort of just yeah. grow out of it. It's more of a phase, like for myself, for example. But then, of course, the the medium, just like games and, and other young mediums comparatively, of course, that's not quite as young, but it's grown. And there are obviously more mature storylines and narratives that come out of that. So, yeah. Yeah, and all of that can really be attributed to uh, kind of like two movies, two anime movies that saw like a Western release. Those would be Akira and Ghost in the Shell. And I think the reason why it's had like such a prevailing influence on American culture is because, you know, those, like those are 
animes that were kind of done with Western sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And they tried to, and that's like what makes anime appealing is that they try to create these more compelling storylines. Like with Ghost and Shell, for example, kind of trying to be a more philosophical sort of animated movie talking about, you know, what makes us human, what is humanity, what's what makes us an individual, especially in an age that's defined by technology. One that we're kind of getting closer and closer to every day. And that was something that came out in the 1990s or 1980s. This was Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. Okay. The, the very first one, the original. And but also the thing that makes anime is appealing to a Western audience as well is just that I know you've kind of like had this complaint about how a lot of them just artistically look very similar. Mm-hmm. Because when you compare like American animation, for example, if you look at The Simpsons to Family Guy to even Bob's Burgers, you know, you can see how vastly different the art style and the animation is in all of those uh, cartoons and American cartoon shows. But then when you kind of look at animes, you see a lot of them just overlap with each other when it comes to style. Very few of them ever break from that. And the ones that do kind of like stand out uh, highly. Well, is that, you know, yeah, I, I have had that complaint, but, you know, contrary to that, is it just because, and I've always wondered this, is it because of their adherence to like a a tradition of sorts? Is that why they stick to, to a particular art style? Or is it a traditional thing, like it needs to be this way? Or or what? Uh, it could be. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you and say I know all the answers to this. I kind of think it probably is more traditional, or it's probably just how they... Or it could just be like that's how they want to stylize their anime. They want to have a almost uniform style to them. It's just because very strange, trying, you know. Yeah, because they're trying to. Because here's the thing about Japanese animation, and I think this is a big difference between it and American animation is, in American animation, they try to be very unrealistic on purpose, and because a lot. Because a lot of American animation tends to be comedies, and you know they try to be more comedic and try to have more unrealistic uh, styles, so they can have more wacky situational. Things. Right. Well, like Family Guy, and one of the main characters being a fucking dog that talks. Yeah. But for anime, they kind of actually try to maintain a sort of realism within them. Yeah, well, because they're trying to tell more realistic storylines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even when they're trying to be off the walls with their own storyline, they, they, they still try to maintain a sense of, well, this is reality, but this is a hyper-reality where, you know, maybe angels and demons exist and they're, you know, madly in love with some de- some dipshit dude that don't know anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know there are a lot of uh, subcategories and stuff like that. You know, the things that get me, that I think give give it a bad name, personally, or shit, what is it, harems? Yeah. 
Oh germs. my god, it's practically like porn. Oh uh, yeah, much. and I think yeah, and harems are just like another one of those perfect perfect examples of just Japanese exp- exp- uh, expression because you know when you if you ever look at statistics, there's a in Japan there is a high number of people who are are virgins like they you know 20 30 40 year olds who are still virgins who have very hard times like socializing with other people and finding you know partner in life and a lot of them tend to make be part of the anime community and and create these storylines so they kind of like use that as a you know as a ways to tell their own story their own wish fulfillment fantasies where instead of being this like badass superhero they're just probably just a average guy who just manages to meet a bunch of random beautiful women that fall in love with him for you know whatever reason they come up with yeah but for all the for all the cringe people can can uh, direct an anime and trust me there's there's definitely plenty of stuff that's very questionable about uh, Japanese animes. You can find stuff that's out there. But what makes them great, or at least what makes the great ones stand out, is something I remember someone saying, which is the big fundamental difference between American storytelling and Japanese storytelling. American storytelling likes to, likes to always pet you know pit an underdog versus the world you know like someone who has to who starts with nothing and has to climb the ranks and proves themselves to be you know the the main character the star the hero whatever but in and in japanese storytelling they like to always have competent characters be the main characters characters who they're always great you know, you look at stuff like you look at any samurai storyline or Cowboy Bebop, for example. You know, the main character there, you know, he's he's not an incompetent main hero. He's always on top. He always manages to get the bad guy, and he never really gets hurt. But what makes that story memorable is the fact that it's the the struggle of the character. That's the main focus of of a lot of Japanese storytelling. It's the struggle of the main character. Uh, a good one, a good example I can really talk about. And this is something much more newer. Is One Punch Man uh, something that's uh, very popular? Right, well, a couple of years ago, and the whole premise is just that the main character can literally kill every bad guy with one single punch. There is no challenge to this guy. Nothing challenges him. He is indestructible. He kills everything in one hit, but it, but people are drawn to it because of the main character himself, because he's always trying to find someone that will put up a challenge. And he himself, even though you know he's this great hero, he saved countless of lives, he barely knows any of it. He doesn't care. He's just an average guy just going by his business and you know just trying to do good on the spare on the spare time while all of these other people around him take this far more seriously and 
have to struggle with it much more than he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeremy loves that anime. It's one of his favorites. He's he's told me to watch it a few times. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely great. Uh, even the art style is one it's of those. A little, yeah, he told me that. he was. Ta- I was, ta- you know, we were talking about the art style uh, once before, and he was uh, he was telling me that. Like, the art style is one of the few where it is, is d- notably different. Yeah. Because uh, I love, and what's actually cool, too, is uh, if you know anything about the guy, uh, the, the guy who made it is called uh, One. And he actually just started off that One Punch Man as kind of like his own little online deviant art thing. Like, I don't know if he actually was on deviant art, but he just kind of like drew these, you know, doodles on his computer and just posted them online for people to see. He didn't really try to, you know, publish them as an actual book, but they gained such a following that people in the anime manga industry kind of like wanted to publish his story as a full-on manga and then they did an anime of it and when they did the anime and anime adaptation they tried to replicate so much of his original drawings in the art style yeah and also what makes it cool too is the fact that it kind of looks like an old anime from the early 90s to and 80s when they were when characters were like really fucking defined, like you go back and see stuff like Dragon Ball Z, for example, those dudes look fucking jacked, and you don't really see that stuff anymore. And I mean, like you <laughs> nowadays, anime tough guys are just dudes with spiky hair. Yeah, he reminds me. There's a UFC fighter. Uh, called, his name's Google him really quick. Obviously, if you're listening, I would encourage you. Google these two things if you're listening. One Punch Man. Okay, now Google a guy named Marlon Marais. Google that shit. That right yeah, check him out. Tell me this fucking guy does not look exactly like One Punch Man. What's his he, name? Marlon Marais. I think it's like M. Hold on. Yeah, it's M O R A E S. Marlon with an O, I think. Marais. He's a Brazilian fighter. He's getting ready to fight for the uh, Bantamweight Championship, 135 vacant championship. Yeah, I can't find him. Marlon Marais? Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus, how do you not? Good lord. I don't know how to, I don't know how to spell the guy's name. Right there. Just click that and fucking any of the pictures of him. All right. What do you think? Nah. What? You're fucking crazy. He does. He totally looks like him, dude. <laughs> no, he don't. Just there's he's there's even memes about it. There's fucking memes everywhere about him looking like One Punch Man. I just don't see it, dude. He's just like super baby face and bald. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. One Punch Man and fucking Marlon Marais look. To, like when One Punch Man is expressionless, okay? Like right here, this this picture. Obviously, you know. Again, if you're listening, put this stuff up. See for yourself. But look at that, Marlon Marais. <laughs> now look at that shit. You've got to be joking me. He totally looks like him, dude. 
Like, if One Punch Man were a real fucking person, that's what he'd look like. He's just super baby face and bald as shit. He totally looks like him. Anyway, uh, continue. Continue onward. I just don't see it. Oh, well, you know, whatever. Fucking blind. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, well, I don't see it. But, okay. uh, I kind of think that's what makes anime so appealing is because a lot of times it's just about those characters and their struggle. Uh, which, you know, for me, like, a thing that I really enjoy about anime is just the fact <laughs> that you have these more fantastical stories, and it just kind of, like, it seems more believable to me. Because whenever, yeah. like, I, like, I honestly can't watch, like, a, a fantasy show and just kind of, like, and be into it, because as soon as I see it, it just... You have, like, live-action people with CGI backgrounds or monsters and stuff, and it's like, I don't know. It's noticeable to me. It kind of draw, it takes me out of the experience, but the galaxy, everything just in animation blends together. That just kind of, like, I can believe it more when it's when everything is consistent with each other. Right. I mean, I see. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that, again, as somebody who is, you know, relatively unaware, like, I, t- I would say, like, my first, obviously, my, like a lot of people, my first big interaction with the medium was Dragon Ball Z. I'd come home, I was super amp, super hype. I would come home from school and watch Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z back to back. They played back to back. Yeah. And I was always so excited. All, all Me and my cousins and my friends. We'd all, because we all lived mostly on the same street, we'd all get off the bus, go home, and immediately go watch the show at our, collect, you know, our fucking respective homes. And then we'd come back out to play. I don't know why we just didn't watch together. Maybe because we wanted to focus and not be distracted. Then we'd all come back and reconvene outside and, like, just go ape shit over the most recent episode. Holy shit! Dude, only seven more episodes before motherfucker releases that Kamehameha way. <laughs> I'm so excited, though. So pretty much, you know, and we were super into that and Pokemon. We we all had Pokemon on the Game Boy and we played it together and like uh, battled and shit with the little cable or whatever the fuck it was back yeah. then. I think, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people from our generation growing up, those were pretty much our animes: Dragon Ball and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. weirdly enough, Pokemon is still ongoing. That's that's crazy still to me. Yeah. But yeah. And well, and also I'd say uh it, probably my only real interaction with it as an adult or some I don't remember, you know, as a teenager at the very least, like an older teenager was Afro Samurai. I do remember watching all of those. And on at, at the time I liked it. I don't know about now. It was so long ago I really couldn't say, but also I don't know if that's actual Japanese animation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but really that's, Because that's a weird thing like for it to be considered an anime, it actually has to be from Japan. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, I... Even though for a lot of us, we started off watching it as kids, I still think there's value in watching it as an adult, and I'm not saying I mean, that because I'm an adult who still watches it and I want to justify it. Mm-hmm. But, because legitimately, I do think when 
with animes, there is just such a plethora of creativity in the storytelling because, like, when you go through it, sure, you have a lot of garbage stuff out there. Like, like anime is about, you know, motherfuckers drinking tea milk to, to use magic powers. That's Which one's that's, that one again? Seikon no Quasar. Oh, Lord. That's, le- that's legit, guys. Uh, legit. You know, for people listening, that's a legit anime uh, about about people sucking tits to get uh, magic powers from it, and they're seeking the holy tits, the holy magical. The holy... That sounds like a pretty fire ass anime to me. Like I, I love titties, so yeah. I'd, I'd be down. Also, I believe Afro Samurai is is genuinely Japanese. I mean, the creator was Japanese, written by a Japanese guy. Directed by a Japanese guy. The whole team seems to be, for the most part, Japanese. It just has American voice actors in the dubs or whatever. I don't know. I mean, look yourself. And it ha- it, it's scored by like a fucking hip hop. RZ, you know, RZA. He's the guy in Wu Tang. So I don't know, though. I don't. It's been a long fucking time. But yeah, I, uh, getting sidetracked here with. Holy Tits and Afro Samurai. Uh, there is still, like, I do believe there's genuinely good anim- animes that are for adults. And, and not just, like, the cringe stuff here. Because obviously you have stuff like Ghost in the Shell that if you're a fan of stuff like The Matrix or Blade Runner, you definitely love Ghost in the Shell. Especially because, you know, uh, Matrix was influenced by Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Akira, which you've commented about how that uh, you know that inspired the style of Kanye West, you know, and that uh, music video stronger. Yeah, yeah. So, but not only that, but like, like for example, this one that uh, I was currently watching, uh, ReZero, ReZero. It's about it's prim- pretty much a fantasy show. Where the hook of it is that the main guy keeps on dying, like every time he gets murdered by something, and he's forced to relive the days leading up to it. And what makes it great, cool, is the fact that the guy is the guy doesn't just walk it off. Like dying isn't something that he just walks off or dismisses. Every time he gets killed, it leaves a a scarring emotional impact on this guy to where you know his sanity is slowly being chipped away as the show progresses and he's and he tries to use this ability of his to constantly relive those days before his death to try and change things for the better to try to improve the lives of the people that he meets which is you know it's it is dark. It is fucked up, and it's definitely something that I think adults could watch. And and I think the the reason why a lot of people kind of get turned off is because a lot of these things are very Japanese, and to be honest, they are not the best when it comes to dialogue most of the time. Like I think their dialogue can be pretty terrible sometimes, especially because there's a lot of just weird things to them like uh you know a lot of times you know whenever you have like children characters in these 
animes and the mangas, they always like to to call their siblings like, oh, big brother, big brother, stuff like that, and you hate that shit. And oh wow, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, indeed, I, I do. Even I even remember buying the manga to Devilman. And I like the general story behind it, but some of the, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this thing and just that burp. And now I'm thinking about that burp, man. It's just so loud. But yeah, like it just like some of it was just so bad, where like uh, the main character is getting teased by one of his friends, and like it's. It's just her calling some shit talking about how girly is, about how much of a crybaby is, and like so much of the dialogue. It's so cringe. And then later on, when she starts having feelings for the guy, it's just oh my god, it's just it's just terrible. Where she's just talking like some giggling schoolgirl, which I mean she is, but it's just it's just so bad. Like let me let me grab this and just read you one of these lines because it's yeah yeah because so, it's something to behold it's something yeah, to serenade me with those that fucking beautiful slick ass dialogue oh yeah man. laying on us I know how you love that dialogue man you're a dialogue hound right here I'm sure it rivals Tarantino oh yeah dude look Tarantino he rips off uh, Japanese writers Oof. but. Ah, uh, yeah, hit me. All right. All right, so here we go. So, for the audience, I'm going to change my voice for this. No way I'm I'm cut for athletics. Really? You have the build for it? It's, per, it's personality, not body type. I'm not aggressive enough. Plus, I just really don't like sports. <laughs> hey, what's with that weird laugh? Miss Fudo Akira is truly a refined and gentle lady. Am I right? I've heard all the stories. You are supposedly a massive crybaby in school. <laughs> they call you the Higashi Elementary Fire Alarm. I heard if they got you going at recess, you'd brawl, you'd ball through your classes for the rest of the day. Ha 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 ha! Who told you that? My pops did. He was best friends with your dad, so I've heard all about you. I also heard... <laughs> I also heard you took two the long way to school because you were scared of the neighbor's dogs. And then that one time... Stop already! All right, that's pretty much an example right there. Masterful, you know what? Right? That might be the fucking greatest thing that we've ever recorded. Ever. <laughs> now, obviously... Oh, uh, wow. Obviously, to the people hearing, uh, obviously, as you can tell, uh, Quentin Tarantino deeply influenced by this. Uh, one of the greatest uh, dialogue writers of, all, of our time. Uh, deeply inspired by the dialogue in this book. And you can see why. Pretty incredible, man. Yep. I mean, you made me a. You've definitely swayed my opinion. You know, 
I came into this really wanting a reason to to get into this new medium, this new art form. And I mean, hey, that's all I needed to hear. When you hit me with that, ha, 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 I, I was sold. And by the second or third, ha, 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 wow. Poetry to my ears. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. And, and just, it's just beautiful. And it's just like a whole book of just that, of beautiful written dialogue. Like it, it, it gets me every time. I just tear up every time. In the middle of the section of the book, she starts talking about wanting the main character to fondle her boobs. Wow. Yeah. So, because, you know, she wants him to see how big they've grown. I feel like I've been missing out, man. <laughs> All this fucking time, I could have been enjoying this shit. Yeah, <sighs> it's definitely it's definitely a perf- a preferred taste. Uh, you just need to have the right palate. Right. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, of course, I don't want to shit on an entire art form and be that fucking. Uh, I don't want to generalize to such an extent. I'm I'm certain that there's good, and a fucking sea of an entire medium. Surely, a lot of it is is very good. Yeah, yeah, there. There definitely is, and now I will. I would like to at least say that uh, Devilman, the book that I have right here with me, it is an old book. It came out during the seventies, so that's about four years ago. We weren't even around by then, but I can at least tell you the new De- Devilman Crybaby anime adaptation. Tries to do away with it as much as like it's not as corny as that. It's not as. It's not yeah, as... I, I came across Libby watching it, and it is utterly disgusting. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, it's one of the most violent, fucking sexualized, fucked up. I'm not saying it's bad. Did I have no problem with that? Just, just saying, holy shit! I saw some fucking horrendous things just passing yeah. by. And dude, that's just the first episode, like. It gets progressively more violent, more sexualized, and just more morbidly dark. I mean, just we're we're talking about shit that kind of like rocks you to your core. Darkness right here, and you know it's amazing because like Devil Man. Although you know the cry, although Crybaby is new, the story is old. You gotta think, man. Like that shit was a major influence for a lot of people. Like the, like the guy who made Berserk, he was a fan of the creator of Devil Man, so he kind of like went and made his own shit, Berserk, which is also very morbidly fucked up. The anime version of that of Berserk literally ended with the main characters girlfriend getting raped in front of his eyes by by his former best friend turned demon oh god that is libby's probably her favorite anime ever and that's where that's what i was saying earlier griffith the the villain uh he sev loves him that's his favorite character of all time because he's just a heinous piece of shit and does despicable horrific things and sev's just like ha ha Griffith is so cool. It's just the best ever. Oh my god, look at him. He's so awesome. 
just fu- and he's just the fucking worst dude rapist ass and he's always like in white and shit and you know i get the irony and stuff he's like, what does he have like a white horse and uh, all that well, shit the, s- the story behind griffith is that he is trying to unite the world he kind of wants to make the world a better place and he oh, so he's feels- hitler basically uh kind, kind of mm. but the thing that kind of makes him a villain and this is again why why I do believe anime is is a great art form in itself is the fact that within the context of the story, Griffith leads a band of mercenaries, and their main goal is to eventually create a world where everyone's at peace. And at one point during the story, and this is like very early on, very, very early on, you know, Guts, the main protagonist, who is Griffith's best friend decides to leave because he feels that he needs to live up to Griffith's expectations. That he needs to make himself into a man worthy of his respect. And that kind of like causes a lot of problems for him. It causes him to have a psychological meltdown. And then he's, his body is physically tortured after he sleeps with the, with the king's daughter. And, you know, he's tortured and beaten and crippled. And then he essentially sells his soul to a bunch of demons and he becomes a, a demon himself. And and he still plans on making his utopia. But now now he's much more violent. By him. He has a demon army behind him. Yeah, she's she's told me quite a bit about that one. Yeah. She's pretty good. Well, I mean, in, in fair, like, she's... Uh show me a lot of the original art from that like the sketches and the manga and that guy's fucking really talented seriously like his art is ins- insanely detailed she's she's really really into that yeah another artist in that industry that i think that i really like and you actually own one of his books uh was junji ito oh yeah shit his stuff is crazy. Oh yeah, like that guy. Like he is insanely talented in how, in his art. Like I, I have not seen anything like that before. Like his art, his art is wholly unique to him. Like you cannot find anyone else who has anything like that. Yeah, it's a pretty wild shit. I have the Uzumaki book because you know, like I have a. There's definitely like I consider myself a very open-minded person and even if there's something that i don't you know obviously if there's something i don't know much about if i even have a remote interest in it i'll you know i'll dip my toes and sometimes i'll just go fucking balls deep in there you know for example i did i got a uzumaki but i also bought the entire manga collection of akira the entire fucking box collection it's pretty dope Uh, i haven't read it yet but you know it's there for when I do eventually decide to, because I thought that would be a good starting point. Uh yeah, uh, you can you can't go wrong with that. Uh, for me though, like I'll be, for me like one of the things that I really kind of like dislike though about the anime and manga community is, and I would just tell this to everybody, like our listeners, anyone who wants to get into anime, always steer clear from animes that are more than a hundred episodes long. Like Naruto and yeah, so Bleach or whatever is that it? Yeah, 
There's uh there's it's Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, and I mean Trigun, is that one? No, Trigun now. That's that lasted like twenty six episodes. Okay. Uh no, pretty much those are Yeah, I mean people love those though. They're super fucking popular. I mean, yeah. And I see why. It's like that sense of and a lot of them is a sense of adventure. Some of them is just the action, the storytelling, and just because those things are like soap operas, really. Those are mm-hmm. the anime equivalent of a soap opera, Naruto. Okay. Because especially something like Naruto, where when they started that show off, all of the main the main characters were children, and then they moved. They had a time jump to where they're teenagers or at least young adults to another time jump now that. They're all adults. They're all parents, and the main character is now the son of Naruto, Boruto. Quite an interesting name there. So it's definitely meant to be more of this like long soap opera than anything else. But the, that's the annoying part, though, is that a lot of those animes you can all. I think, especially for a guy like you, a guy like you who likes to keep it short and sweet to the point mm-hmm. you'd hate something like that because so much of uh, what makes those things long is filler yeah well i mean you know i ranted for like an hour about red dead being too long and that was like <laughs> hours a few hours so yeah. i could only fucking imagine how i feel about a show that went like a thousand episodes yeah and they're still ongoing like let me just use this as a good example here so for Americans, the longest-running anime series is The Simpsons. It has 659 episodes plus one movie. And that came out 1989. It's still ongoing. One Piece. It has 879 episodes... And at least one movie, and that start and that and it first aired nineteen ninety nine. That's fucking insane. How many does it have again? Eight hundred and seventy six episodes, and still ongoing. That's nuts, dude. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So in le- in at least ten years. It's 10 years uh, shorter than The Simpsons, but it has like over 200 more episodes on The Simpsons. Yeah, that's wild shit. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, no, that's definitely not my, my style. No. At all. Yeah. You know, you whenever when you're looking for animes, you always have to know what you're kind of like really looking for. Because there is just so such a large variety of of animes from you know just uh from your you know, beloved harems which you should always be looking at to your <laughs> to your to action horror sci-fi noir comedies and you know like slice of life so there's definitely plenty of stuff like for me like if i have to recommend a good starting anime for anyone. I would probably say Full Metal Alchemist. 
I think that's a good jumping off point because I. It's kind of like one of the animes that I saw that got me back into it because when I was growing up, for me growing up, my animes were Dragon Ball Z, Samurai X, Gundam Wing. But I wasn't really that into the anime scene at that point. I would just watch the animes that were on TV, but from Full Metal, from the starting point of Full Metal Alchemist, I kind of just got into, got hooked into it and kept on finding for more animes. Yeah. Well, how, how many episodes is that? Uh, so that depends on which version of it you're trying to watch. There's two Full Metal Alchemists. There's the original run, which tried to follow a good bit of the original manga, but at, but that was during the time that the manga was still ongoing, so they had to completely change the storyline halfway through and come up with something original for themselves. And then there's Brotherhood, which is a much more faithful adaptation of the books. Uh, so let me see here. Anime. So the original TV show is 51 episodes. And the reboot, Brotherhood, 64. Okay, so both are, you know, yeah, it's manageable. All right. Yeah. It's it's pretty long but definitely manageable. Uh I think though that's one a good uh, a good starting point because you kind of get to see what makes an anime good in that show because it's you know, it's about the adventure. It's about an adventure. It's magical. Yeah, she likes that show too, Libby does, by the way. She, uh, she was watching that actually not long ago. And and also, it's yeah. So it's it's just, it's a big adventure storyline. There's magic involved because the main characters are alchemists. But then there's like that dark side to it, where you know the whole basis is that the main character lost both his arm and leg trying to uh, revive his dead mother, and even lost his his younger brother's body to it. So, you know, it definitely has a, a dark edge to it, especially this one storyline where I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to spoil anything for people who watch, but it just, it goes to some very dark places, that show, and I think that's a great starting point for anyone. Uh, another good one is Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the more the anime series adaptation of the books and movies. Although it's more based on the movies than than the books. Books is kind of weird. Like if you ever if you ever went and read the actual Ghost in the Shell mangas, they are they're nothing like the the animated movie. Is that good what, or bad? You know what? I haven't even read it. I haven't fully read it, but you, you can see from the art style and some panels that it takes itself a lot less serious. It's almost more comedic.
But, uh, well, yeah, like Ghost in the Shell, that's another good one for people who like sci-fi. Because it's, the, the original anime standalone complex was, oh shit, really? 52 episodes, I didn't, I thought it was a lot shorter than that. But yeah, that's, where is that included with the, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling here. So yeah, that's also a good one because it's, you know, it's sci-fi, cyberpunk. You get this kind of see what a view of what the world could be with people plugging into the internet to where they go into it, part of cyberspace, and you see how, you know, life has changed for people when they can augment their bodies or replace missing body parts with cybernetics. What about uh, Cowboy Bebop, which is, you know, the one that's probably the most commonly suggested for yeah. people who are newcomers? Definitely an art gray one, because that one's a classic. That one is, I would say, if you're into westerns or music, Cowboy Bebop is something that you would love. Because the whole, the way that that one is structured, it almost feels like it's a western in space. Because it focuses on a group of bounty hunters traveling to different different parts of the universe to apprehend, bounty, apprehend bad guys for, for cash. And it even, even has like a lot of western motifs with cantinas... Uh, actual people dressed as cowboys and stuff, and shootouts and just like standoffs. But who who created that, by the way? I I have the guy's name on the top of my head. Yeah, let me look that up because uh, I know he made another show. Was that Shamurai Samurai yeah, Shampoo Shampoo. or some shit? Shampoo Shampoo Shampoo. So Shinchiro Watanabe, that's the guy who made it. Like. If you're like, so I think for you specifically, I would follow this guy's work because a lot of his animes are directly influenced by music. Like when you when you go through Cowboy Bebop, every episode is highlighted by the the music it's uses. Like the music always changes, like in genres too. Like one episode could be jazz, or one can be heavy metal. One can just be you know, just like somber music. So it's always changing. And the episodes always reflect on what t- what genre of music, you know, it's playing. Hmm. Uh, Samurai Champloo, that is, that is more urban hip-hop, which is very weird because it's set in the backdrop of, you know, of, uh, you know, old feudal Japan. Days of the Samurai and stuff like that. Yet its whole music music uh, soundtrack and style is directly influenced by kind of like hip hop culture. You know the fight scenes feel like you know feel like it. Characters start rhyming and beatboxing in the show. And what else? Yeah, this guy. He hasn't really made a lot, but like, so he's, as a director, he's only made two, three, four, six animes in his career. 
Yeah. It, well, I just looked him up and looks like he's about to make something new or some some shit. Yeah. So yeah. So if you're like a, a music file, like this man right here, this guy, this this yeah. right. That's me. Uh, I would follow Shinjiro's work. Uh, he, like, I think that's. I think anyone with a pension for music would love his his shows, especially mm-hmm. Samurai Champloo and Cowboy Bebop. They're both of those are just classics. Shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people recommend stuff like that. And I mean, it's almost always Cowboy Bebop. And then, of course, I've heard a lot of people. I mean, I've had people recommend those longer ones, though, like Naruto and shit. But I just can't. You know, I know I already know that there's a lot of filler and I'm just not I'm just not into it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want it to be derivative. That's the thing is, that, you know. I want to, if I'm going to get into something like that, I want it to sort of set itself apart from the pack. I don't want to just watch some fucking derivative of a derivative, yeah. essentially. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of stuff like those because you're, you can definitely find a lot of animes that just end up being too similar to each other, for example. Uh,. One anime that proved to be very popular in recent years is uh, Sword Art Online. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I think you may have mentioned it before. And, like, the whole premise is just, you know, people stuck in a video game. And when that one came out, like, that that one blew up. It was very popular. Although not a lot of people actually like it. In the anime community, they don't really care for it too much. But from that from that one anime, they've kind of like started making more animes similar to it, where it's just people stuck in a video game. Uh, stuff like Batum, Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash. Even something like Overlord, uh, which is actually pretty popular with people. They all kind of like borrow that same idea of someone in the real world getting sucked into a video game and the video game becomes almost real life to them. So it's, so it's, you know, it's, it's tapping into that fantasy of, of wanting to abandon your, your current existence and begin a new one in a fantasy world. Okay, well, most importantly, among all this, yes. I want to know, and I'm, I'm sure most people listening want to know, which anime has the most titties in it you know that's that's a dumb question man i already i already spoiled that one sake on the quasar man really so that's yeah. it i mean yeah i mean it sounds the most deranged in in correlation to titties but i just didn't know it had also it held the record for quantity of titties as well uh yeah uh every episode uh there's always someone whose tits are out and they have a good variety of tit selection. You I just a, I have to meet the fucking dude who made this. You I, have, what if it's a, it's a crazy if a woman made this show? Wouldn't that be fucking nuts? That'd be, be insane, man. Honestly, let me see if it was a woman. I'm curious. That would be fucking wild. That would be utterly wild. Huge plot twist. Here, let's see. This sounds so fucking crazy. I've also heard another one that's really terrible. It's like what is it like? Nope. 
What's a dude? What's what's this one called? Uh, Sokon Quasar. What is it? A Kano Quasar. I've also heard of one that's really bad is uh, something like Vampire. Rosario Vampire. Oh, Ros- yeah. What's uh, it called? So Rosario Van- Rosarian Vampire. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I got that somewhat right. Yeah, pretty much that one is Average Joe goes to a high school for monsters oh. and in no particular order. A vampire falls in love with him. A succubus falls in love with him. A witch falls in love with him. And a a snow person, I guess. Snow one is a snow person. Like a what are they fucking? What are they called? Eskimo? No, like like literally like a. She literally controls ice. She pretty much is like a, a, a nice witch, I guess. Okay, ice witch. That's new. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all of them fall in love with him and want to fuck him. And he's just a regular guy. Yep, regular guy. See, that's my fucking problem with a lot of animes. It's just like it's just some like little fourteen-year-old dweeb's wet dream. He's just some little geek who never got, you know, he's never really talked to a fucking girl, so he just weaves out and writes a bunch of like fucking softcore porn fantasy crap. Like, yeah, it just I don't know. It Although, just gives a good anime a bad name. Although the weird part is the the vampire actually has two personalities, one that's sweet and cheerful and one that's more serious and strict. And they are, and both of them are in love with him. And one of those personalities is actually the mother of that vampire. So kind of gets convoluted. Yeah, it sounds a little complicated. But uh, yeah, to just answer your question earlier, yeah, say Con Equator, most most taste. Most titties. You and, heard it here. You heard and, it here. And the most diverse set of titties. You have. Oh, wow. You have the unrealistic ultra F cup boobs that no actual woman would ever have. And if they did, they would seriously need corrective surgery to, yeah, to, to reduce to fix them. Fix their fucking back. Yeah. Uh, B cups, D cups, C cups, A cups, concave. Concave? <laughs> Whoa, Conca- you're speaking my fucking language, dog. Concave titties. I yeah. goddamn. Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, tits, wow. on, tits on teenagers, tits on adults. Oh, uh, tits. tits on the teenagers. No, I don't, I don't really support the tits on the teenagers. Concave titties. <laughs> I'm all for it. But of, tits of on legal little, age, please. Tits on little girls. Yeah, man, what the fuck? And nah, that's not, son. No, and that's not the crazy one. This, this is the craziest thing about that show is in that show there is a lesbian romance between and I'm, be, I'm being serious here this is not a joke I wish it was a gothic lolita little girl and a high school butch but not like Ugly. Well, what's like the age difference here? What are we talking? Are we talking like a statutory rape situation, or I'd probably say it's close to it. I don't know, man. This sounds some murky. And, but oh. pretty much, it's like a little a little girl who's a little girl and a teenager, and the teenager is like a bully, but she is constantly being dominated sexually 
by this little girl. How little are we talking here? Probably 10. Man, what the fuck? Sexually? Sexually. Man, that's disgusting. What the like, fuck be, kind like, of nasty motherfucker like, like, this show? Like, B, like BDSM shit, man. Man, what the fuck is going on in the world? I swear to God. I just feel... What's that motherfucker's name on Futurama? The doctor. Uh, Professor Fonsworth. I just don't want to fucking live on this planet anymore. That's how I fucking feel when I hear about those stories. This but fucking shitty-ass fucking animes. Oh, my but, God. But, Mitch, it has great plot. Oh. I don't and give that... a fuck if it was the best-written show of all time. No, I'm not saying about best-written show. I'm saying plot. Oh, plot. Or, yeah, in the anime, in the weeb community, uh-huh. plot is synonymous with the breast size of a woman. Really? That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever hear a weeaboo say, "Oh, this show what? had great plot," oh, really so it's like a little inside joke. Yeah. Amongst the weeps. That's that's kind of funny though. Respect to the weeps. <laughs> shout out to the weeps. Although I will say this though, if you ever want to see like the most unrealistic, weirdest boob physics in an anime ever, watch High School of the Dead. Wow. Literally, literally, so you're like a, a Mister Skin of anime. This is pretty amazing. <laughs> there's, a, there is a, there's an actual scene where the main character shoots, you know, a bullet from a rifle to, to kill a zombie with. Mm. During this whole big battle between all these kids, and this one samurai chick with huge breast is like doing some like weird flips and jumps and flips and. Her boobs part using her jiggle physics part in a way to where the bullet can go through her her breast without yeah through her Ooh, cleavage without actually that that ain't unrealistic that's called talent and skill you fucking idiot good lord yeah I got I gotta show you, you just this. don't know what they're teaching them motherfuckers over there in Japan and the oh, military and shit that's amazing yeah well I gotta show you this this clip. God damn, it sounds like they know what they're doing. Anybody who's listened for this long and either hasn't just fucking killed themselves or contemplated <laughs> suicide at this point, definitely ain't walking away from this saying like, you know what? Anime sounds really fucking interesting. I think I'm gonna give it a shot. I think they're gonna think it's crazy. Fucking definitely. It's just a bunch of memes. It pretty much is. All right, so and then yes. and then the one person listening to this who's like. Coming into this thing like, wow, I love anime. I'd like to hear about it. They're, like, they're just like, you motherfuckers totally <laughs> dismembered and fucking butchered and completely disrespected something I love. You know nothing about anime, you fucking idiots. Uh, for, well, for that guy, for that guy, let me just tell you, son. I oh, have no. probably seen over 100 animes. Oh, shit. Let me see this. Let me see this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Here it come. Dude, this girl's legs, too. Oh, shit. You didn't tell me that part. Hold up. Here it comes. Oh, shit. That bullet's coming right at her ass. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Let me tell you why it's so impressive. Y'all got to watch this shit. Boobs dodge bullets. Just YouTube that shit. Oh, shit. You undersold it. Look, first of all, the bullet goes through some chick's fucking legs, which is already crazy. Then 
it don't just, I thought it went straight through her cleavage, you know, like oh. her titties was still and just back right to the cleavage. I'm like, all right, that's impressive. But nah, man, her titties is all like, bah, 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 jiggling back and forth. And the bullet goes through her titties as they're bouncing up. And that, that's fucking crazy. I can't even begin to explain to y'all. Y'all got to look at this shit. Boobs yeah. dodge bullets. Although, that's all you need to know. Although, what's sad is the guy who actually. All right, so first of all, the. The people who made the uh, the manga for that anime, uh, they started off making porn. Ah, oh, makes sense. Yeah, they they started making hentai porn. Uh, but yeah, like the guy who wrote it, he's dead. He died. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, What's this called? What's the anime is this again? High School of the Dead. High School of the Dead. All right, man. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna fuck uh, up right now, sketching boobies and shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Sometimes it's kind of sometimes it's kind of hard to justify enjoying anime, but uh, I kind of think that scene perfectly justifies it right here. You know. Thank hey, you. Definitely. <laughs> as a, as a as somebody who knows absolutely nothing, I have to say. You hooked me. If it, you know, first you didn't even need to say nothing after the fucking beautiful, beautiful dialogue reading. The reading from Devilman Crybaby is that. No, that was just no, Devilman Crybaby is the anime. Crybaby's the anime. My bad, Devilman. Uh, sorry, no disrespect to Devilman, and it's in sharp, sharp dialogue. So you know, you got me right there with 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 the reading, but you know, now you're just pushing it over the top. So. I'm gonna have to check out all of this shit. Oh yeah. Yep. Trust me, it's uh all is you know, you almost want to just like go through anime just to kinda like see the weird culture of the Japanese people. Because yeah. this this is it, man. This is their culture. They literally have an entire say district dedicated to weep shit. <sighs> I'm going to have to visit that shit next. Akihabara, that's the name. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'll see that shit before I die. I'm going to try. Gonna or, try. You know, hey, if you die, uh, just, go, just go to the guy who made High School of the Dead and just be like, yo, fam, hey, hit me with that shit. I will, dude. I'm going to have his ass sketching me titties and all kinds of crazy bullet physics and shit. All right. Yeah, we should, we should show this to Libby and see and ask her. So can you do this? I don't think she can. Libby's got little boobs. She can't do that shit. She don't have. She don't. She gotta have to. I'm gonna have to get her implants first or something. And I don't think she's gonna fucking. I don't like. I don't like fake titties anyway. All right, that's it. I've talked yeah. about titties too long. I like boobs. All respect to the women out there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we respect yeah, women. We respect women on this fucking podcast channel. All right, we respect women. But it's okay to respect women and also love titties. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Or femdick. All right. We agree to disagree there. But, you know, <laughs> hey, what fucking teach their own. Whatever you like. All right. We're wrapping it up. That's it, y'all. We out of here. All right. See you. All right, see y'all. See ya.